in order to get more students involved in the science fair, I'm going to take this list and boil it down to the best and the brightest. That selected group will then present one project which will make Roger Beekman look like a fool. That doesn't involve more students, it involves less. Hey, look at you adding and subtracting! Well, this isn't math, mister. This is science. Understand? Episode 159 of the Cult of Matt Mark, Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to head over to the Facebook, the Cult of Matt Mark, and like us, or head over to our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com, or shoot us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. Show news, Mr. Hudson. Got any show news this week? Uh, no show news in the past week. Wow, no show news in the past week. Well, uh, we saw Fifty Shades of Grey here at the uh, Rivette household. I'm very sorry. Uh, over the weekend. Well, uh, Rose read all the books. And uh, I, after watching The Room, I was kind of up for watching uh, really shitty, bad, uh, I guess, relationship dramas. So you, you just know? tied uh, Rose up with your normal uh, Sunday night rope play. Yeah. And you God. sat back and uh, watched the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I, the problem is 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 the source material was shit, right? Uh, you're talking about, uh, uh, I guess it was Twilight fan fiction at one time that got revised to be uh, original, I guess original characters, original whatever, and so it, it, it wasn't, it, it didn't, it didn't have a good foot to start out on. What of the uh, so, Twilight underpaintings could you tell? I, mean, I couldn't. I, I just, there? other than there was like a dude and a chick, and he was into kinky shit in the bedroom. I, I didn't really, I didn't have any insight. I'm not a big fan of of either, so I, I couldn't draw any sort of parallels. But uh, other than it took place in Seattle, which is close to uh, the Olympic Peninsula, where the book where Twilight Pink takes place, Squim or something. Where's the Twilight takes place? At? Forks, oh, Washington. Forks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The beautiful. It's the boring uh, Squim. Yeah, the boring squim, the rainy squim. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, we watched it, and uh, the line, the writing was awful. The characters were flat, uh, all that good stuff you'd mm. expect. And I just kind of sat there, and I was like, you know, you could have actually made this a decent premise, decent film. Well, how was the sex? Terrible. There's, 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 there's no. Oh, there was. Either. Was there any? Oh my! <laughs> Full on balling. <laughs> was there any full on balling? No, there was no. Well, for starters, there was no beaver. There was no uh, wangers. It was. Uh, it was all. There was uh, more. There cl- was more pussy disguised. and dicks in pieces than there was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Exactly. Sadly, uh, uh, there was some. A lot of uh, Dakota Johnson's boobs, which were nice boobs. She has a good body. I. It, it, she looks great naked, but it's just. It's none of it's titillating, none of it's uh, exciting. It's it's all um, just kind of boring, cardboardy um, premise, uh, teenage wish, uh, teenage girl wish fulfillment bullshit. So, how great was the marital sex afterwards? What? What are you talking about? (laughs) We're done with that, man. That's right. That's right. You have the family now. Mm -hmm. It's over. 
it anyway, uh, I, I kept thinking of another more worthy movie about fucked up uh, sex and, and fucked up people. Crash. Which is, well, there's that, for fuck's sake. Ooh, man, Fifty Shades of Crash. That would be good. Uh, no, the, uh, the Fassbender film Shame. And I've, I I've never seen think- that. Is it good? I kept thinking, yeah, it was. Is it, well, towards I mean, the I end, I joked it a, about it. It's about an incredibly handsome man who was a sex addict. And it's like, yeah, oh, I know. It must be tough. That's what I kept wa- about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I go, you know, it helps to be uh, super attractive and super wealthy, and uh, your kinks just just turn into, uh, you know, he's just misunderstood. That's all he is. You know, not he's a, misunderstood. He's a total, yeah, he's a total fucking creepazoid who should be in jail for sex crimes, which is the most of us who would be into that kind of shit. Uh, but for whatever reason, when you're super handsome, super wealthy, uh, a lot of sins are dismissed when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, there's been studies that show that the more money you have, the more yeah. sex you have. Uh, really? Yeah, there's a there's that, that's a, an there's astounding, shocking study. I can't. I can't even. Somebody got to the bottom that. of it. Finally, they had. To, they took <laughs> twenty random men and each gave them a different amount of money. It was a paltry sum, but there was still the correlation there. Oh yeah. Well, that's uh, that's that's a stupendous finding. Really earth shattering. I, I, it's going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to retweak my view of the universe. I, I think know. they might. I think they might be doing a study right now where they go. Uh, the less obese you are, the more sex you have. That's fucking crazy, my friend. Oh, hold it. The numbers aren't in yet, so I can't. Oh, this is just preliminary <laughs> stuff I'm talking about. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hold my breath until all that shit comes in, and because uh, I, I don't believe you in any of that right now. Money. More money equals more sex. Uh, being fat doesn't get you laid as often. This is crazy. You heard it first here on the Cult of Mad Mark, folks. So uh, listen up. Breaking news. Uh, let's see. What other show news? Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, so, uh, did you go see Age of Ultron? I thought no. you said you were going to go see Age of Ultron. Is that a Guardians of the Galaxy thing? No, it's the Avengers. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm kind of done with all that. Oh, uh, I don't God, have time. I thought there was some movie you were going to go see because you didn't want to go see the uh, guys from uh, Rift Tracks do the Lie of the Room. Oh, we're going to do uh, – I'm going to go see uh, Mad Max. You're up for going? Oh, that's going right, Mad Max. Sure. When's it, when's it open up? 15th. Uh, all right. I got I to get out of jail free card, so I'm going to go check it out. On Friday the 15th. All right. Sounds good. If you're up for checking it out. So Mark and I have a date. Oh, shoot. I'm so excited. I'm going to show you my playroom. Oh, nice. The, the red room of Mark. Is that what he calls it, well, the red room? The, the S&M was terrible. In that film, I mean, S&S, it was really S and M normally looks terrible, unless I think only people who, I mean, the interpretation of somebody who's not into it. I I well I I just I could I think you know what I think I think a good S and M film would make all of us uh, uh, lay people buy into it a little bit. Really, I think, I think it'd make would, a lot of people uncomfortable because it's not their kink and they wouldn't find it sexual at all. They just find it weird. Uh, well, the problem was it wasn't even weird in this film. It needed to be weird. It needed to be, uh, really bizarre. You needed to like go, whoa, holy fucking shit. Like, Did you it seemed like, like he went and got his, all his shit over at like the love zone. It looks like he just paid a curator to, to build his S and M dungeon without any direct input. That's kind of what it seemed like. It's like, um, the rich guys, uh, man. here's, rich here's, guys. here's 3 million. 
Uh, I'm going to have you uh, go ahead. Here's the plan. Sweet sex room. Yeah. Tasteful, please. Uh, Not not cheesy or corny. So uh, tasteful sex dungeon. Plenty of ventilation. Plenty of ventilation. I can't. uh, I can't. uh, Right. I can't uh, make that point strong enough to you, gentlemen. I need a lot of ventilation. Uh, The only S&M in the film was a minor whipping of character. That was it. Jesus Christ. Like, and then there was actually a line uttered by Dakota Johnson in the film where Mm -hmm. she says, what's a butt plug? Really? Well, I mean, it's got a pretty esoteric name. (laughs) Stuff to suss that one out. (laughs) Yeah. She could have said, what what are Benoit balls? And then you're like, what are those? I don't know. Uh, right, right. There's some mystery there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, your imagination runs wild. Mm-hmm. But with the what is uh, sounding? Won't you teach me? <laughs> exactly. As opposed, you to, wouldn't know that without somebody explaining it to you. What's a butt plug? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, man. I can. I come up with a few things, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not certain of any of them. I know? think it's maybe some sort of plumbing instrument. <laughs> I guess it could be that. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so that 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 right there to me uh, kind of spoke of the a movie as a whole. If if you want to encapsulate or sum the entire film of Fifty Shades of Grey into one line, it would be Dakota Fanning's uttering of "What's a butt plug?" And uh, sounds kind of absolutely it. horrid. And it made un- boatloads of money. Yeah, it did. Fucking crazy. It was uh, the French were horribly disappointed. Horrible. You know, I thought I, this may be more disappointing to me about humanity, the success of this movie, than the second Iraq war. It's that bad. <laughs> wow, man. I, well, it's, it's, it's really uh, two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the coin is a that's, butt plug, huh? That's spiraling down into uh, the abyss. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anyway. All right. Um, any other show news? Oh, it was my birthday, and for my birthday, I, I bought the wife a uh, minivan. So I that, that is not nice usually how that works. I'm I know, be isn't it? With you, I, I, something, something's not something's not fishy about this. So you did go and get that uh, Toyota Sienna, or is a Honda? Yeah, Honda man. Seat you were talking it's about a, the Toyota Sienna. It is the uh, it's a cavernous vehicle on the inside. It is a, a, a bizarre amount of cubic space cubic volume now you didn't trade in that sweet wrx with the cooling problem for that did you? <laughs> we're not gonna be able to I hear did. about your problems with keeping that internal combustion engine within its normal temperature no range. there's no there'll be no more bits on that oh, uh, that yeah a, that is I, an absolute shame i sent it off i did the total uh, total body replacement and got a new vehicle well uh, i tell you it's one less thing you got to worry about it is. Uh, it, it is. Uh, the, the hardest part, and, and you've done this, is the uh, skeezy bargaining of price with uh, cars. And I, yeah. I don't understand why with high price items in this country, houses and cars, there is always a bargaining process. Well, it's I, I just because they are high price and somebody can make a few hundred more this way or that, depending on your bargaining. I mean, with cars, it's Houses is more it's more difficult, but you always hire somebody normally to do it for you. But with a car, you can especially a new car, you can pretty yeah. much get all the information on what it should cost you from right. online. So you just go in there and you know if they're trying to 
wrangle an extra five hundred or a thousand dollars on you. So it's not that well, bad, really. Used cars is a more difficult matter because it's a little well, tougher to pin the price. Yeah, this was a certified used, a couple years old. All and right, well so, that's uh, that's probably not too hard. No, did, did you think you I, got taken or did, no, did, no, were no, they I, were they giving you a shitty price compared to like whatever the the blue book was or all that? Uh, no, it was about blue book. Uh, pretty close. I, I, I got a couple grand knocked off. I, I figured that's about as all I could do, and it went on too long, and I was getting tired. Yeah, the process so, uh, is really long. They and, you, and the theater. Did they did they, did they after you got it were just about ready to close. Did they take you in and tell you about the extended warranty? That's a great. Oh yeah, investment. they told. Oh yeah, the extended. You're going to really want that oh, if the door yeah. goes oh, south on the you. Worst. I you mean. He's just sitting there, and it, it's just like as as soon as his mouth opened, I just shook my head. I'm like, no, I, I got the powertrain for for another seven for another five years, right? And he was like, yes, okay, fuck it. He's like, well, you know, those electrical doors they can uh, he's really selling cost them now. you. Oh, really? They have terrible electrical doors, huh? Right yeah, now. yeah. Well, we know that already. Well, yeah. So anyway, it's already broken. <laughs> yeah, it's already broken. And it just uh, fell yeah, clean then, off. I should have got that goddamn plan. And then there was the upholstery warranty, which oh, was did you get the undercoating? Fucking, oh God, it just fucking goes on. the The worst part oh, was no, that there's weird. theater, there's theater with the with the bargaining bit, and we're sitting there with the dude, and you know we'd gone back a couple of times, and he always has to go talk to the guy up in the room, the guy behind the curtain, which I'm pretty sure there's no guy behind the fucking curtain at these places. You know, and uh, they go back. Oh, I'm gonna have to talk to our, uh, you know, our, our, our finance guy. And he goes away for like 10, 15 minutes, and you know, negotiates, and and they try to, you know, come up with a bargain. When he's just sitting there, probably uh, checking Facebook and drinking some coffee, you know, before he comes back out with the the other offer. And while he's sitting there, uh, the kind of the receptionist girl at the dealership comes and was like, "Yeah, can we uh, borrow those keys? There's some uh, other folks wanting to take a look at that car." And I'm like, yeah, fuck right, man. It's a, it's a, it's certified used minivan. It's been sitting there for three weeks. Right now, somebody needs to go take a look at the fucker. No, so did you give him I the key. Was, I, I, well, he sure. did. I'm not uh, really interested in this any longer. Some that guy's back there <laughs> whacking his wiener. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want what that skis wants. Fuck mm. it, I'm out of here. Yeah. So there was that. Bad. There was that bit of theater, and you know, it just all these little, these little these little gimmicks that they have and it, what what it ends up doing is just making you feel a little slimy that's kind of the whole thing about buying a car there there's a there's a a slimy ectoplasm that that you get in the process mm-hmm. you know and uh the fact that the cars are you know tens of thousands of dollars doesn't make it feel any better when you're done even if you got a little bit knocked off the only saving grace is that they last for a long time and you don't have to do it very often i know last time i did this was 14 years ago i mean if you so. if they had if their cars blew up every five years like they used to oh, that would totally God. suck yeah yeah so uh, yeah i committed minivan um i'm just swallowing my pride it's look cool. man i'll tell you i got my little micro van and that thing's really useful you can put a lot of shit in those things well that's the thing about the minivan is it's really the uh the leatherman tool 
of vehicles. And I was I, I, strangely driving down the, the freeway today, sort of s- gloating inside, looking at all the other cramped vehicles. And goes, I got more space than that car and that car and that car. And I could load more shit than that car. Why would you pay, you know, uh, more for less volume? Yeah, no, I mean, volume? I mean, look, in 10 years, you're going to be going to so many goddamn fucking activities. It's going to make your know. head spin. And there's yeah. going to be shit packed in the back there, and uh, it's going to be great. I can fit eight people in my car. Eight people. It's or uh, or uh, uh, two children and all their required safety equipment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their, uh, um, their juices. Their, uh, their helmet for their bike helmets. Mm-hmm. Their protective the, uh, ear um, uh, things that you always see kids wearing these days. What? Oh, those gigantic fucking like uh, aircraft carrier. <laughs> yeah, dude. don't. Uh, I don't want any of their cochlea getting damaged. Those plane launcher fuckers. Yeah, yeah as soon as they're teenagers, uh, they're going to put earbuds in their ear and crank it up full blast for five years. Th- there is this uh, photo on Facebook of some acquaintances of ours, uh, and uh, they're the prototypical, I guess, Seattle. Uh, I wouldn't call them helicopter parent, but overly sensitive parent. And there's this picture of, of like a five year old holding a sparkler, a sparkler mm-hmm. with uh, those gigantic, huge, uh, uh, you know, aircraft carrier launching uh, ear protection mm-hmm. muffs on. What? No like, face shield? <laughs> Are these people animals? <laughs> I know, man. Fucking magnesium in the eye. Kid's doomed. It's fucking over. <laughs> you, Shit's gone. <laughs> those sparklers get really hot. They do. They do get like magnesium is fucking. Like, yeah, molten. those things are insanely hot. hot. Yeah. But uh, ears, you don't want the the fucking like uh, you know Roman candles nearby. Yeah, you, you don't, don't want to shoot nearby. a whistling Pete in his eardrum. Yeah, whistling Pete, and you're <laughs> fucked. I, I know. So, all right. Well, I'm delaying, and uh, let's uh, I guess get into the movie this week. Uh, the movie this week is the 2005. Strangers with Candy film, which was uh, based on the TV series of the same name, a prequel, uh, if you will. Uh, I'm going to do a short plot rundown. A prequel to the critically acclaimed series featuring Jerry Blank, a 46-year-old ex-junkie, ex-con, who returns to high school in a bid to start her life over. So uh, that's it. Uh, stars uh, Amy Sedaris as Jerry Blank, the uh, sister of David Sedaris, the beloved NPR personality. Is that right? Yeah, he's a little bit of an NPR personality, sort of a quirky uh, comedy writer. Right, right. Uh, let's see. Some guest hosts of note. Uh, Ian Holm as Dr. Putney. Uh, let's see, um, the late, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman mm-hmm. as, what is his character's name? It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, Henry. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then there's the, uh, I think we've, we, we've now dubbed him the, uh, manslaughter, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, the proper? manslaughterer, Matthew Broderick. Also, Alice and Janney as Alice. I think you've seen her around. Stephen Colbert as yeah. Chuck Noblet. <laughs> Um, actually, uh, Matthew Broderick's wife, I think he's still married to her, uh, briefly was, uh, Sarah, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. is in it as well. Um, uh, let's see Who, who's any other, any other big, big names here popping no, I, in. I think that's, I think that's pretty much the, uh, the sort of unusually big names considering the film. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got to confess, my friend. Yeah. I've got to confess. I did not enjoy this film. <laughs> it wasn't and, quite uh, as good as I thought it would be, but I, I found certain things too. Well, and, and okay, so there's there's a few fundamental things, and I think it's the, what I would call... Unlikable main character. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'll get into that in a minute. I, I want to get into sort of some of the... I guess this genre of film, and, and it's a very specific genre, and it's the uh, sketch comedy TV show uh, turned into a full-length film. And I, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it. I don't, I don't know if, 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 if this shit works. And I'm trying to think of a few instances that uh, succeeded. And I, Wayne's, you know, I was first Wayne's of, World, maybe we should try that one. Well, the first Wayne's World, I, I think, is probably uh, as as good as it's going to get. Uh, what I was thinking of was like Kids in the Halls, uh, Brain Candy. I've never seen that. How is that? Not. It's just the problem is, it's you know, what this film was trying to do, which is sort of build a scaffold of a plot and then populate the plot with sketch scenes. A very rickety plot. Mind you. Yeah, and that's fine because there's sketches, and that's what the, the show is focused on because it was based on the Strangers and Candy TV show. And then you kind of populate it. But the problem is is that that you you retain uh, – you have to retain a main character. And by retaining a main character, you have to keep one of these sketch comedy characters alive for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And my problem was I – the Amy Sedaris, Jerry Blank, while f- maybe funny for a 10-minute bit or less, uh, for 90 minutes, I, I, I just said, if I have to see that pinched chipmunk face again, <laughs> I'm going to fucking lose it. And I, I just, uh, you know, the problem, and, that, and it diluted, I think, uh-huh. the, uh, the funniness of, yeah. of the bits. I was just like, I'm so fucking sick of her. I'm sick mm-hmm. of the, you know, it, it just annoys me to no end. And I don't like... I guess what you would call the main character of the film, mm-hmm. and I'm annoyed and and tired of it. Then I'm done, and uh, it's unfortunate, you know, because because there's some there's some good bits in this film. Did you finish yeah. watching the movie? Yeah, I watched it. Oh. I finished it. Yeah, You're yeah. A good soldier. Did you, is there any uh, characters that you ended up liking? I, I found I one loved... that I really found. I really began to really like during the film. Are you going to was... let me f- answer it? Yeah, I'm sure. Go answer. I, I liked Onyx Blackman. I thought he was a, a. Is that his name? Oh, was his first name Onyx? I never caught his yeah. first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah, is basically the uh, black equivalent of calling some dude like Ivory Whiteman. <laughs> his name, first name was Onyx. I love that full on balling. It's neat that this movie went for a rated R, which I thought was pretty fun. Uh, the other here's another line from Blackman, which cracked me up. I have three thousand students and nearly a dozen teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I have three thousand students and nearly a dozen teachers. Yeah. Oh, and I love yeah. oh, I, I, that guy was that guy was pretty funny. I really enjoyed uh, Blackman's interaction with uh, with Alice and Janney's uh, Alice character in the innuendo about them having sex. Yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty funny stuff. I I, I enjoyed that. Um, I, I guess the Stephen Colbert bit. I was kind of lukewarm on. I, I he, you know he he has. Um, he definitely has a shtick, and it's sort of that. Uh, I mean, just watch the Colbert Report. It's sort of the, uh, you know, the 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 reactionary hyperbole, you know, where it's just a, kind of a lot of, uh, 
yelling, you know, kind of in, in sort of an exasperated kind of way that Colbert does. And, and, and that, it's funny here. I, I it didn't really, you know, wasn't to me a, a centerpiece of anything. Um, so I, I don't know. I, 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 I just, it, it kind of, it kind of left me with that, um, wet hot American summer feeling. And, um, I think I liked wet hot American summer more than this, but I think, I think I see what you're saying about, um, a novelet, the novelet character. You did sort of get that f- little bit of a Colbert feeling. It almost, almost seems like that Colbert character already, already sort of existed before, uh, I he, think uh, he did well. He I mean, the, this the 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 emoting of of Colbert was is is pretty much the same as that character, except for as opposed to a uh, Bill O'Reilly Fox News host uh, caricature, he's playing a I guess a science teacher caricature, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you know, full of uh, uh, obviously contradiction, like the, <laughs> the 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 math and physics comment or the math and science comment that mm-hmm. he played at the beginning. I, I, that's kind of a Colbert thing. He, he does that a lot with. Uh, he did that a lot with his character on the show. You know, um, but I don't know. There's that. There was uh, a couple. There were a couple of funny bits about his religious awakening. I'm gonna. Send you an image here if I can. Okay. All right. Of something that, um, oh, God darn it. Um, I don't know. You probably didn't notice this. And I only noticed it when I was going back to uh, take a, uh, take a, um, a bit of a drop from one of the scenes. Uh, look at the picture in the background of this image of the class and look at the periodic table on the, on the back wall. Okay. Did you get that um, image? Hold on. What I got some weird fucking message from uh is this Matt Rivette? By turning on my friend fuck <laughs> fuck off. What, no thanks. What the fuck am I looking at? Okay, so I'm looking at a classroom here. Uh-huh. And what am I supposed to be? Look focused at look on? at the back wall. It's like a dick. <laughs> Not a dick back there. There's like a so- there's a periodic table of elements on the wall. But oh, it's arranged it's across. across, which I thought. Was oh, funny. wow, that's some subtlety, my friend. <laughs> wow, you really pulled that out of. Uh... Wow, you must have been paying attention. Uh, what me paying attention? Yeah, uh, and there's Megawati up front there, mm-hmm. and I uh, I like I like to make a Wadi quite a bit as well. Um, I do. There's one. One drop here from Megawati that always cracked me up. Here it is. My name is Megawati Sakarnaputri. Not that Megawati Sakarnaputri. It's a common name. <laughs> For some reason, that always cracks me up. You know what I, I'm realizing as uh-huh. of late uh, is that all Indian characters, sans turban in American television and movies, uh, are all like uh, what I would have called the 80s East Asian stereotype. Which is uh, like I'm thinking of a few examples, like Big Bang Theory. Um, the uh, Indian character on there is like an astrophysicist. Uh, on the TV show Silicon Valley, the Indian character is like a, you know, a code guru. And I'm like, I, I know it's you know stereotypes are there for a reason, but uh, I haven't ever seen like a a fuck up uh, Indian American character yet. Because the fuck ups don't come over here. They stay back and be fuck-ups. There's got to be some fuck-ups, man. No, man. Look, the thing is there's a huge selection process with people who immigrate to the U.S. 
they're people that I mean, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, anybody you know that goes through all the trouble to immigrate here, they're an exceptional person by default. Well, yeah, because uh, all fuck up, you never, is, you never, you never would immigrate. We're seeing the uh, the tip of the uh, iceberg, uh, if you will, of uh, talent showing up over here. It's classic um, b- b- brain draining. It's what great countries do. You take but, you take them from other countries. But this country kind of sucks. I, I don't know why they're all over here. I, I guess I, it's I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's the old uh, you know it's the glow of the old glow of empire. It'll fade. Don't I worry. Guess. And we'll have sure to go over fucking to fucking fade, China. Man. Or I'll stay here because I'm a fuck up. But you can go over to China. Oh okay. no. No, no, I, I, I have no. Uh, well, your kids can go over to China then. No, no, I'm not going to make. I'm going to. What you're going to you know leave gonna them here in the old Rust Belt, scrap, just fighting for scraps, you know, <laughs> outside of, uh, you know, the the Gates uh, compound and things like that. No, no, they're going to, they're going to, go, they got to build a better lives for themselves. They can't do it here in the cesspool. They got to go somewhere great, like outside of Beijing somewhere. Oh yeah, because that isn't a cesspool by any stretch at all. It's uh yeah, it's uh it's a utopia over there in China. I I keep thinking that we'll end up uh like when did Britain know that it was no longer a world empire? And did its citizens uh feel that sort of uh you know I guess that that lack of preeminence in their uh in their morale. Was I think it, it was, was probably it? sometime in the 60s or 70s. When all the, the, the like the territorial holdings just collapsed, finally onto farewell themselves. fell away, and uh, there was a great the recession, and then the Margaret Thatcher came in and told everybody to fucking you know Eat stick dick. stick their dreams up their asshole and Eat be poor. Dick. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think that was it. Then he realized, oh, we're just a shitty country, a uh, small country. Off the the side of a sort of a shitty subcontinent. So uh, you think we're there? Do you think we're in the, the British, U.S.? Uh, no, no, the U.S. Moment? will never quite be in that same position, just because we have such great land holdings. I guess, man. Nobody fucking lives in those land holdings, though, or wants to. You know? Yeah, but I, you I, can exploit them. But you got to uh, remember, true. it's not just you're, you're thinking of you know the blasted wastelands of of Wyoming. But, I mean, the Midwest, the East, the South, those are incredibly fertile areas with huge population densities. And though that's not going to go away. I suppose. I, 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 I just like to be negative. <laughs> I know, man. I don't blame I, you. I don't like to be what Chomsky calls as a reactionary statist. I, I don't like to, um, you know, I, I try to, uh, as, as hypocritical as I may be, uh kind of shrug off the um the 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 recent notions of of the nation state apparatus you know it it makes me uh i guess maybe smug in my own little way i guess i'm not but, quite uh, following what you're saying there oh just like a state worship state and you know the the pledge of allegiance the, well, who does that the fucking like 90% of this country no. now now there's a small Support our troops. that gets all worked up Support about our that. Troops. i think most people are pretty uh, they're worried about they're worried about their own lives, if anything. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Which is, <laughs> Did you know any kids that took that seriously in school? I don't think any kids thought about it. There was like it. one Switches. guy in Boy Scouts, I think, that maybe took that seriously. Was he? Did he have his hand over his heart? And I remember this guy. He, got, he, would, he would just get so excited 
about group activities. That guy loved to be a participant. What? Was he a fat kid by chance? No, no, no. He was a high and tight going to the military officer training sort of guy. Really? Yeah, I know. He was just, man, he just loved it. He loved being part of the group. I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, Those people scare the shit out of me. He's probably a much happier person than I am. Um, Speaking of the... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying about... You are talking about the British Empire. I think one reason it's sort of maybe on both our minds... Is because uh, Dan Carlin. Their election finished, went south. No, Dan Carlin finished up his uh, his uh, World War One epic oh, shit, after man. about eighteen months of working on it. We should you know, shit. final I like, three. I, I, I thought it was he like was a four hour final episode. This I week. thought he was dead for a while. I was like, is he pretty going to produce anything else for the next? Man, like, I don't, six I, that, that guy's got to learn to put him out like as hours instead yeah, of these four. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know why he wants to put him out as such huge things. I mean. He can do what he wants. You know, yeah. the most I've ever given him is a is kickback from a Audible subscription. So nice. I guess that's probably... You didn't go out and get a Ting phone? Well, all he yeah. asked was a buck a show, and I don't even give him a buck for four <laughs> amazing hours on World War One. It's just uh, absolutely fucking terrible. I know, I know. Yeah, he is He is like a community service, Dan Carlin. And yeah, uh, really, amazing. you should stop listening to our show like right now and go download that new Dan Carlin Hardcore History. Or go subscribe well. to Audible and put in like Dan Carlin or go, yeah, like, go him, to his website and figure out what the fucking code is and do that. Right. Send right. It, and I think he gets like your first month subscription. So that's, you know, like eight, nine bucks or something, whatever it is. You were talking about straight-laced uh, kind of... Uh, I guess good Boy Scouts, if you will. And, oh uh, well, man, we don't really need to talk about those guys. No, no. I, I wanted to mention it in show news, and to be honest, I don't have a lot to mention about the film. But I wanted to mention uh, that uh, our our buddy Scott uh, did some uh, oh, no, online no, googling. Keep, keep no and, last names. Or no, no, I'm not giving names. any last names here. Not well. well you got to give a first name on one of them. Well, the the taken first name, not the actual the take, first name. Oh, you don't want to you don't want to give the actual first name, which technically wasn't okay. So, Mark and I uh, had a high school buddy who uh, headed off to the uh, Naval Academy, and he was man, he was into it. He he was going to be a fucking Navy SEAL. Or oh, really? You think so? Oh man, I, mean, I think he was, I think he I think he was sort of driven to achieve, but I don't think he was like some guy that was you know drunk on nation and all that i think he just wanted, no he wanted no to challenge he was like and achieve he was super into like he was in rotc mm-hmm. he was like super into the whole military idea you well, know i guess you knew him better he, than i did i guess i i don't know he really seemed to be into the military like the idea of the military being in the military hmm. was, was it was his was his father in the military I don't think so. I never quite understood I, I, it. I thought it was more of like a personal achievement sort of thing. I mean, you guys were all sort of achievers to a certain extent. Back, it wasn't that school. level, man. I didn't go. I didn't want to go into the naval academy. Well, no, but you so, did like AP and all that shit, right? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. Anyway, so he headed off. To, I, I will call him MK because I don't want to give away his name. Mark said no names, so uh, MK headed off to uh, the naval academy, and then he you can drop out after two years. And uh, you don't have any obligation to service. If you go to three years and drop out, you got to serve in the Navy for a certain time. If you go four years, then, of course, you're obligated to serve in the Navy for a period of time. I think six years or something like that as a commissioned mm-hmm. officer. And so after two years, he bailed. And then he kind of washed ashore one summer into uh, Mark and I's backyard. And, and uh, all my college buddies had uh, managed to get out of Dodge uh, that summer. 
uh, weren't hanging out. So it was just kind of me and Mark. And I think you were still in community college at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, so our buddy MK just started hanging out with us. Uh, and, uh, I, I there was, uh, I think a level of annoyance that we both had for, for him. And, uh, he was really into changing who he was, like at that period of time, mm-hmm. complete with eyebrow ring, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he was he was he was uh, uh, he was about two or three years late to the grunge uh, boom, but he was he was trying to yeah, uh, I mean, was, fit was, into that. He was looking for himself. I, yeah, he, he had, had a bunch sort of, of patchouli. He had sort of had a plan, and it didn't work out. He had, he had sort of a bunch of patchouli hippie canvassers that worked for some environmental orgs, mm-hmm. and one of one of these one of his buds that he met there was named Kevin and looked almost oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, I gave away his name. I didn't give away a last name. One of name. his coworkers' names was Kevin. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, they both had a same name. Oh, <laughs> okay. Now you give it away. It. I just fucked it up. Anyway, I was giving you uh, don't, it out there, but you didn't take it. What's that? I was you giving don't have you to... an out, but you didn't take it. Oh, you don't have to edit it out, really. We're not mentioning any last names. It's cool. And uh, anyway, so they would get people in crowd or groups would get their names mixed up. And so since he was from our hometown of Snohomish, uh, people called him Snohomish or Snow for short. Mm-hmm. And it was quirky and weird and, and kind of fit in with his sort of what I would call his... Uh, you know, need to to be different. And I need so to start... remake sort of a new personality. Yeah. Yeah. So they called him Snow, and <laughs> we all gave him just so much shit for it. I, I think he could barely stand it because uh, it was I all. I very... don't remember thinking about it much. I mean, I think that we sort of talked behind his back about it, but I don't remember us ever razzing him, him shit in all person. the time. Oh, did you? Oh, right. Yeah, I was like, dude, what happened to you? Like, you were straight lace, and now you're. You're, 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 you have like this weird costume of being sort of an alternate kid with, with eyebrow rings and, you know, the, uh, the, the, the combat boots and everything, but it just doesn't feel right on you. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, whatever, man. And, and it's just, it, it just, it, it's just very fraudulent at a certain level. And, uh, anyway, so, so our, our buddy Scott Googled him. <laughs> he, he washed ashore in the freak kingdom of Los Angeles and is now a uh, acupuncturist, herbal Chinese herbal medicine doctor, and uh, his name Snohomish. Snohomish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was so, interesting. It I is know. sort of a cool name if you're not uh, familiar with that area. But it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, to me, it just is like that fucker never changed. I'll be honest you know? with you. He had a picture there. He's looking he good. He looks the same. No, he's looking good. Oh, no, he's well, he's a good-looking kid. Yeah. He always was a good-looking kid, yeah. you know. And uh which was even the more frustrating cuz cuz chicks were into him and and his his personality was just like falling flat all over the place. I'm like, how are these chicks into this guy? He's just a total tool. But uh, you know, uh it kind of goes back to our earlier conversation about being really good-looking and be able to kind of do whatever you want and uh doesn't seem to count against you. Um, so. I mean, it's true that, uh, that's the most important thing is to look good, but, um, fucking a, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have any strong feelings. I don't I mean, I don't but know. T- I, I, have, I have a hard time laughing at people any longer. Why not, man? That's like the joy in life. Well, it's, it's just on, folks. Life is such a terrible struggle that <laughs> whatever you find that's your way, 
And fucking do it, man. It's the most important thing is just to find it. I know. And I'm, it's by the way, this is a people. good time to announce that I'm changing my name from Mark to Machias. Yes. So now I was going to say gonna be the cult of Matt and Machias. Machias Hudson. I, I, I don't know what I mean, since Nahomish is taken, I, I don't really know what I got to play. Uh, you know, I was I was well, thinking what's uh, um, well, is there a traditional of that one sixteenth whatever Native American you are? Is there a traditional name within your tribe? No, not not anything that would uh, mean anything. Oh. But uh, I, I think uh, you, you took Machias. I, 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 you could be I'm Lake Stevens. Or uh, Monroe. Lake Steve Monroe. Well, well it Monroe starts with a an M. Too straight up. Mm. I was thinking like Clearview mm-hmm. or. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about that development near my parents? White White Oaks. White Oaks, which Mark dubbed White Folks. And we always wanted to vandalize it in the middle of the night and, and redub it. Which, mm. uh, anyway. We never did. Well, because we, we're, we should we probably not? get back to the movie. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just didn't enjoy the film. And uh, the, there's one character that I actually began to really like. And uh, I'm going to play a couple of drops while I'm. Here's one that I considered very seriously for our opening uh, sequence. You look lost. What? It's okay. You can talk to me. I'm the art teacher. I may be an authority figure, but I have the mind of a child. Well, today's my first day back at school, and I'm a little nervous. There's no reason to be nervous. Just remember, the first day of school is the most important day of your whole life. If it doesn't go right, there's no way to get it back. No way. I, I, uh, I ended up really liking the Jeffrey character. And I think that's a nice introduction to him right there at the beginning, doing that terrible mural art. And yeah, he was the guy that, that drew a picture of the, the big cock. And no, that's hilarious. That's, that is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's a hilarious bit with that note that gets passed around the class. It's actually pretty good. And, he, yeah, and, yeah. and, and then Nobel asked Jeffrey, did you draw this? It's terrible. He goes, I was just doing it from memory. And that's when you first realize that they're, they've been having sex. I think that is just right. – that's really funny. Yeah. See, there's, there's some, there's some uh, I guess, peripheral bits that are funny. Mm-hmm. And I did It doesn't enjoy. work as a whole, I know. But that's funny. That is funny, and I I think that's just the challenge of of the skit comedy yeah. turned to movie. There's is, a is, hmm? is you just gotta you gotta end up milking it, and then it kind of gets tired. You know? uh, I so. mean, I think the main problem with this movie is that Jerry's an unlikable character. Fucking well, I mean, on so many levels, and and I think the. Uh, yeah, I mean, unlikable isn't just uh, irritating, but uh, I don't know. It, I, I just couldn't stand looking at her. I think that that got to be my problem. I, I just I couldn't look at Amy Sedaris with all that with all that extra padding around her waist. Yeah, all the padding, and then the the the, the chipmunk thing going mm-hmm. on, and uh, the the shitty like uh, almost. Uh, Heath Ledger Joker makeup she had on mm-hmm. and the terrible haircut she had. Mm-hmm. I just was like, ah, I can't. It would have been good for, for 10 minutes, but an hour and a half, I'm, I, I can't fucking take looking at her anymore. <laughs> All right, I'm going yeah. to play a couple more drops. First, All right. I'm going to one drop from Jeffrey that I really love near the end of the film. I think this is really hilarious. What do you say, kids? Do we need his help? Well, that's all I need to hear. I like that. That really cracked me up. And then, uh, I, uh, and then a drop from Jerry. You know, it's funny. I couldn't find many real funny lines from Jerry, which I think sort of 
I guess maybe there's a problem with the Jerry character, which hurts the film. But here's one uh, drop that I, I thought was I thought was really funny. Are you thinking about signing up? No, I'm thinking about pussy. Science fairs for queers. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like her. Her, uh, her, her, inf- well, you know, oh, that's right. The other, the other person, I, I, I do like her fascia, her fascination with that redheaded girl. That's oh, yeah. Her. Well, the, the whole, see, oh, go ahead. Do you have a bit? You have, no, you have I don't, I don't have a drop. Oh, of I, I, the thing was, is, and, and maybe that to me, it was, it was kind of funny, but the whole, you know, uh, prison routine that she would cough up and the, yeah, like when she was, uh, sizing up the, the, mm-hmm. You know the the chick is a prison bitch mm-hmm. a whole bit, and uh, it was it was kind of funny, but it, it got milked in the film the whole prison bit. You know where she was in prison and bringing up prison gags. And I don't know nothing about the TV show. I, I don't know if that was part of the deal. It probably was or not. But I, I, I to me it got a little tired. I guess because I it just seems like that's a that's a that's sort of a you know like low hanging fruit the uh, prison gags. You know, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. So, but uh, I think I think the 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 interaction I thought was more interesting and another sort of uh, uh, cameo, but I guess it was a bigger character was the was the jock that she was infatuated with. Brayson. Yeah, Br- was it Brayson or Bryson? Brayson. Was yeah, it Brayson? Goes, I want your spermies. I want your spermies. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> There's one scene where she's watching him uh, like do squats. What was with the varsity squat thrust team? That was pretty funny. That was a that was a, that was like the premier team to be on in high school. But yeah, the actor, squat thrust team. The actor playing Bryson was uh, Heath Ledger. No, no, it no. was um, oh, the guy from. Um, he looks familiar. Uh, Guardians I'm of the Galaxies here. of the Galaxy. Oh. Yeah, you know, I just watched like a half hour of Guardians of the Galaxy last night. It looked pretty crazy. It looked good. Actually, oh, you haven't I, seen I, Guardians? Of the well, he was also no. on. Uh, was he's also on Parks and uh, Recreation? Okay, what is that okay. guy's name? Um... Yeah, well, bringing it down. Yeah. Oh, uh, down Chris there. Pratt, Christopher Pratt, Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. I yeah. thought it was interesting yeah. to see Chris Pratt in that role. I yeah. was surprised to see him there. Uh, yeah, and I, I kind of liked the goofing on the science fair bit because you know to be honest, <laughs> I never fucking understood the point of a science fair. I I you know as 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 somebody with a uh, master's in, in in science of a scientific field, I still don't get what you do or how you be you know. They're just I mean they're just a demonstration, some sort of natural process, and you go to investigate it, not. With any new questions, but just to as a learning experience, and then you make know, a little it, poster. It, it's like a retarded poster session at a conference. There's <laughs> more than anything. I, I, and sometimes like there's the, a demonstration. How it was basically turned into a uh, uh, kind of equivalent of a skit. Yeah, I mean the, the thing that it was all about the, the show, <laughs> like the superconductor. Right. They didn't even mention it. And like no, the shit based the background, the shit based, uh, the shit and urine based, uh, <laughs> oh, shit and spit based battery. battery. It was just that was. I tell you, that's where I think the movie really went off the rails was with that uh, <laughs> like Bali inspired dance yeah. routine with Jerry dressed up like yeah. Shiva or God God only know, knows man. what, it looked, and Megawati like some... was dressed up in total blackface. <laughs> <laughs> the movie really went off the rails there. Actually, I almost liked it. It was so stupid. 
Yeah, it reminded me of uh, like a, a, how how Americans in the '60s would handle, uh, I guess, some exotica film re- or music review. You know, you just put in it just all the canny, stereotypical, horrible, like foreign shit you could into a uh, skit, you know, and blow it up. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, skip the good, bad, and the ugly this week. Yeah. That's and fine. let's go right into review. I got a good one for you. This week, we turn to Robert Roten of the Laramie Movie Scalp. He reviewed this uh, movie on October 3rd third of 2006 and i always like when we can go back to robert roten yeah uh, he's really after ebert this is my second choice if i can get it in any movie review is the laramie movie scope i mean it's a real it's a column of movie criticism in this uh, country of ours yeah and we're, we i have a soft spot for the uh, the for, city of laramie for laramie so. if we ever Find if either of us ever find ourselves in Laramie, let's try to find the Laramie News. I mean, Film Society offices and go there. hang out with Robert Roten. Don't say hi to Robert taken. Roten. Just give him a pat on the back and post it on post it on our Facebook page. <laughs> Here we are with the famous. I'll wear I'll wear my my Wyoming alumni shirt. You know. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get some. We'll, we'll put our cow, street cred. I'll put on some pants and a belt buckle and yeah, uh, kill fags t shirt and we'll be set. <laughs> um. <laughs> He has a what I would call a largely positive review, a completely positive review, actually. Yeah. He says uh, gross out comedy is common these days, uh, uh, but all out farcical comedy, like a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. You ever seen that? No. Uh, however, is rare. Uh, the film Strangers with Candy is one of those rare farces. Not only is it funny, but it takes some devastating shots at modern education. I mean, it, it? it takes some shots at modern education. I mean, we heard, I mean, the sort of the idea of school funding and test scores and class yeah, yeah. sizes. I mean, they all seem like pretty easy uh, pot shots. Well, I mean, how, how, how easy is it to be cynical? It's very easy. So Yeah, it is very easy to be cynical, Matthew. Right. Uh, <laughs> Take a class says, from this comedy. This is comedy. Uh, in this comedy, uh, anything goes and nothing is sacred. It roars along with reckless abandon skewering everything in its path. I think that maybe is a little overly glowing. Um, let's see here. He mentions a couple of things I just want to throw out here. That, uh, the redheaded girl's name was Tammy Little Nut. I really enjoyed the names. Tammy Little on, Nut. Onyx Black Man. Yeah, Onyx Black Man. Yeah. I, I do like these stupid Chuck names. Noblet. Chuck Noblet. Chuck Noblet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Megawatty. Yeah, I, I like these stupid names. <laughs> I think it's funny. I, I really it is. Enjoy, well, it I makes, really enjoy that. It helps. And, you know, here's the thing. And, and names... Are in in like stories or movies and books are, are are pretty important because you need something to 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 remember a character by and names are extremely ineffective for uh, I would say especially in movies like I couldn't tell you pretty ninety five percent of the names in uh, uh, some of my favorite films. You know what I was talking to a movie about today that you can remember the names and they're great. Uh, the Usual Suspects. That's got a bunch of great names in it. I haven't seen that forever. We got to do that. Sometime. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Um, oh, here. He mentioned something we didn't talk about. Uh, that blank stepmother is carrying on an affair with the meat vendor. I thought all the meat vendor stuff was very funny. 
Jesus, I don't even remember that stuff. What the meat? The, the, there was always a young guy, like a '30s guy. Yeah, and you could tell yeah. he was fucking uh, the stepmom, and he was their meat vendor. He'd come over and bring meat by. Oh. Remember they were having that dinner with all those different cuts of meat, and they, okay, he was doing right. a a puzzle. <laughs> and remember, I thought he was just like a day. friend. No, I he, he was, was just a friend. No, he was, he was their what... meat vendor that was oh, always, okay. always also laying pipe. You know, okay. the stepmother. <laughs> I thought I thought that character was pretty funny. Uh, um, especially that fight at the dinner table. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Talking about this movie, I'm starting to like it more. To be quite honest. Oh with you. well, I go uh, back well, and watch. I think it we again. might have to do this a second time when we go back to. If you like it movies. so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> All right. uh, he says, talking about Amy Sedaris's rubber face, her expressions yeah. reminded him of Phyllis Diller. <sighs> So he didn't, he enjoyed that. I think we both didn't went that crazy about the main character. Uh, he says, uh, and an aside, he was also impressed with the talent of Colbert. Uh, not only was he one of the scriptwriters, but he also wrote songs for the film and does a pretty good acting job as well. So that's sort this of was this, this before really, his show. It must be before his show. Yeah, I think he was maybe part of uh, the Col- I mean, the Daily yeah. Show by then. I'm not sure yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, he re- he really enjoyed the comedy, and he thought that the the comments on homosexuality and in uh, school class sizes was incredibly biting. Well, I thought it was actually fun, pretty simple sort of uh, a razzing of society, taking some pretty yeah. broad shots yeah. and some pretty absurd things about society. Uh, so, why did you pick this movie? I I, I don't I don't understand. Um. Well, it was sort of something. It was just some comedies, and it was. It came in a couple weeks ago, and I sort of glanced through it and looked pretty funny. So I thought I'd go I mean, for it. Plus, I, I, plus I liked David Sedaris, and so I hadn't really paid much attention to his sister. So you mean, I don't know. Uh, I thought, I thought I, it was interesting, and uh, I, you know, maybe it fell flat for you, but that's life. I, I think like you, your and uh, yours and mine is that right? Uh, I, I feel preference for film comedy is 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 is. is I guess different at sort of a fundamental level. I think right? so. I think so. That's why I want to explore this wound and prod it, pull the scab <laughs> off as much as I possibly can in the future. Well, well, I because I, the 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 other comedy you, um, I'm trying to think of the comedies you you have proposed for this. So there's Wet Hot American Summer, which was which a, I uh, loved, and I still which think, was I still a, think it's a very adaptation from the whitest was it the whitest kids you know. Was that the it, sketch comedy? But uh, it might have been true. part of that. So it seems that you you glom on to the sketch comedy mm-hmm. adapted movies mm, more I think so I like the than more me. absurd comedies. Well, uh, but then there's things like the Big Lebowski, which you and I both cherish. Mm, I don't really call love. that a comedy necessarily. But it's uh, pretty well. It's, it's comedic, <laughs> but it's, I don't think it's 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 not by far not its only note. And, but for whatever reason, I don't think you've even watched Caddyshack. Is that true? I have never watched Caddyshack. That is and, true, and 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 I think a movie like Caddyshack for me is 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 uh, probably is the the one of the finer bit based uh, comedy movies. Uh, and when I say bit based, sort of sketch like. Well, then let's know, do I'd, Meatballs next week. Oh fuck, yeah, Meatballs. That's I, I don't I haven't seen Meatballs forever. I know there's about five other Meatballs movies after it, you know. But uh, like, have you seen Revenge of the Nerds? I've never seen Revenge of the Nerds. See, it's weird because there's all these what I would call uh, seminal 
kind of bit movie sketch comedy type films that are independent of a TV show well, then, uh, that are out there. Teach and, me, and, Sensei. Teach me. My mind is young and hungry. <laughs> well, I just don't. I just don't understand how you haven't stumbled across these films. As as somebody who enjoys this type of film humor, it seems bizarre that you haven't. I mean, I. I guess I, I would say I'm, I've been lukewarm on on Wet Hot American Summer and uh, the Strangers with Candy, but uh, I I still love like Caddyshack even though, and it's kind of a little bit better now because the humor is uh, I would say un PC because it's so dated. Well, I know? think you know what I think you've just convinced me. It's time for me to enter the summer of funny. Oh my, Mark's gonna Mark's, go funny. I'm gonna go funny all summer long. We're going to be. I got to go dour and dour and, and, well, first, and cynical. First, and, and the Porky bleak. series. Oh no! Don't make me watch that shit. And then don't after that, that shit. the uh, 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 the uh, uh, police academy series. Oh, oh no! We're done. That's it. Podcast is over, folks. <laughs> no, you'll be doing those podcasts yourself, my friend. <laughs> oh, uh, right, no, right. I, I. I there's a fine line. Yeah, you don't want to go too far with that. But, uh, like, have you seen Airplane? Yeah, I really Which enjoy it, Airplane. See, Airplane's a, uh, Airplane's a fun movie. And it's not, it's 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 farce. It's not, I, I would call it a sketch. Con- it is and it isn't. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, Airplane, for me, like, hits home where this movie did not. And so I don't, well, I don't know think exactly you, what it is. You uh, think I might be joking about the summer of fun. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm writing. Just, I'm writing all these down. So it was Caddyshack, Airplane, and what was the uh, what was the other one? Uh, let's see the other one. Uh, well, there's Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds, probably uh, the uh, National Lampoon's Family Vacation. Yeah, I, I, I think th- I didn't think that was a very strong film, funny wise. Okay, well, but, you know. I don't think I like. I think I like Chevy Chase. I'm not a big Chevy Chase fan. Really? Yeah, I'm not a big Chevy Chase. I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. Obviously, I think everybody is. So, uh, you know, uh, some of his stuff. But um, they're, they're, yeah, I guess those three movies would be a good place to well, start. Well, then, then, maybe, then maybe that's just what I'll do. That's what I need to do. All right. And that's what that's it what is. Mark, Mark should need some funny, I think. Yeah. Well, you I'm gonna, to, I got to stick uh, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie in there somewhere. Uh, all right. I, I think I'd actually watch that because they're so fucking weird. But it's so I think long. I, uh, it, really? How long is the I think movie? It's a long movie. I don't oh, know. Oh, for fuck's sake! They it, can't make it long. <laughs> I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna look. I thought I thought it was like two hours. Oh, two. really? <laughs> two hours of that shit? Oh my god! <laughs> 2012. I mean, there's a reason that their show is only 15 minutes long on oh, TV. How long? Oh, it's got 38 percent from the critics. Oh no, it's an hour thirty-four. It's not. Yeah, long. Yeah, you, you can't take. It just a, feels uh, long. You can't take a, a a show that is fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, you thought it was bad. <laughs> Taking a sketch comedy, half hour sketch. Yeah, comedy that's a show. half hour sketch comedy. Take a fifteen minute absurdist, <laughs> fucking like I don't know what the oh, fuck Tim and God. Eric is. All right, well, I'm definitely gonna throw that in with these classics, and we'll do a compare and contrast. All right, and then I'll have to go. It'll be Matt's bleak summer. Matt's summer of sad. It. Summer of Sad. I'll find like the most. Bleak, we're doing uh, the we're doing the road next, right? Wrist slitting, uh, humorless uh, uh, epics. Into, I, yeah, I, think, the road. I think that's I think that's a great idea. So, uh, what's a movie that has no humor? Uh, the the third Pirates of the Caribbean. 
<laughs> There's a movie without humor. <laughs> yeah, I watched about 10 minutes. That would make of that. me want to slit my wrists. I watched about 10 minutes of that shit. I was like, I didn't even get past like that weird scene with the like the rock crabs and the fucking man, white. I didn't make it through the whatever. second movie. I didn't even look at the third oh, movie. Oh, man. I like well, the first and, and, movie quite a bit, actually. And the bitter pill is that they made a fourth movie. No. And and the thing was is they they used a uh, they adapted a book of a of an author that I really respect Tim Powers mm. uh, called On Stranger Tides which is the same as the the Pirates of the Caribbean movie or something mm-hmm. and he wrote a book called Anibus Gates that if you're a reader and, and oh you yeah I've read that's a good movie I mean it's a good uh, book fucking Anibus Gates is great so I had hope that you know the movie would be good because it was based on Tim's stuff but I I, I guess it fell flat mm. as well which is a bummer. But, yeah, no, I won't do that. But, yeah, um, I'll, maybe, yeah, like you said, Cor- the Cormac McCarthy adaptation, The Road, that'll be a, you know. Well, a, you a, know, a, Matt, what my thing is. Up with people a, kind of film. Like with me, when I fall down, it's just it's about, how my, it's about getting back up, and that's what I'm going to do with my next choice. But we won't find okay. out that until after okay. your next choice. All right. Next, uh, next week we're going to be doing the uh, – Oh, British crime film, the 1971 uh, uh, Get Carter, starring Michael Caine. And uh, I've seen it once. It takes place in northern England, so it's very uh, setting-oriented. It's uh, um, The accents, particular, of Newcastle are, are distinct in, in England, so it's kind of fun to hear it. But uh, I would say... Uh, it's one of those movies that pioneered some of the anti-hero uh, archetypes. Uh, the stuff that we kind of take for granted a little bit now. You know what I mean? Uh, and and it's been a while, and Michael Caine is amazing in it. And there's a lot of great performances. It's it's an interesting film. And please don't get it confused with the uh, remake with fucking Stallone, Stallone remake. Yeah. So when were you about. first exposed to this? Did somebody turn you on? Was it a favorite of your father's? No, sadly, you know, you you, you want to know where it came from? Snowhomish. Uh, yes. <laughs> Our friend Snowhomish turned me on like, to hey, that. Man. He goes, man, it's I saw like, this hey, great man. movie when I was hanging out with my crunchy chicks. Hey, man. Is, yeah, that's right. It's like I was at this uh, Bush show the other night, and uh, my my friend uh, told me about this. He was into British crime drama. No, anyway. Uh, I was watching uh, an Anthony Bourdain special, and it was about Scotland, but his whole bit was he... Oh, no, uh, you just watched that? I think people were talking about that. No, Anthony no, no, Bourdain. I haven't watched the... No, he's, he's done many. Of Scotland? Written. Well, of Scotland. Scotland and Britain, but this oh. was like back in his No Reservations I think, oh, era, okay. and it was like he did a little bit in London, and then his whole thing was taking the train from London to Edinburgh. Mm, that's a long ride. Uh, and then he had a bunch of, uh, you know, he's he's a fanboy of, of 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 movies and shit, and so he was like quoting old Get Carter lines mm. and talking about Get Carter. And uh, Get Carter takes place in Newcastle, which is northern England, so it's almost to Scotland. So his whole thing was, was, you know, the whole Michael Caine journey from the crime underworld of London up to Newcastle. So um, I was like, Get Carter? Oh, I didn't know it took place in England. And so uh, – and I've actually taken that train from London to Edinburgh. Mm. And so I was kind of interested 
in it. And so I watched it and, uh, it was surprising. I mean, just the, the character Michael Caine plays is fucking, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. So oh, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. What did they say about the Anthony Bourdain Scotland bit? The one that just aired. Oh, uh, just, I was at a, uh, sort of a get together today up in Bellingham. Uh-oh. Everybody was talking about it and Jean has it recorded to watch it some later day. She's, what are they saying? She likes about Anthony it? Bourdain. I think she's sort of, uh, uh, he's sort of an attractive older guy. I don't know. Yeah, just thought, you know, I, he's got a lot of joie de vivre, and I think it's uh, sort of, especially for somebody who's older, you know, it reminds you not to forget that because no. he's, he's okay. that way. Well, we'll end up watching it. I've, I've uh, watched some of his stuff, and I always enjoy him, though I don't really seek him out. Yeah, no, I'll watch the Scotland bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, I just wanted to do a shout out our friend. Uh, Let's see. Um, we have a couple of uh, friends of the show named Tom. Tom Hewitt, who wrote me a while ago from uh, Australia. I, I sadly forgot to write him back. I apologize, Tom. Uh, he was inquiring about our uh, absence, and uh, we're obviously back. So, uh, but thanks for thanks for thanks for writing us in. And then uh, a friend, uh, another friend named Tom uh, from Thomas. Uh, Janssen, I, I don't know if I pronounced that right, from uh, Norway, wrote us. And uh, uh, I always like to get some fan mail from Scandinavia. It makes that it makes me think that I have friends in Scandinavia. So when the uh, whole it's American, the fan. When we the whole American dream. Yeah, we got some, uh, we got some uh, Nordic socialist uh, safety net that we can go uh, seek refuge. We have some couches we can sleep on in there in uh, Scandinavia. But uh, he mentioned a movie I had never heard of, but looks pretty pretty good. Called Angel Heart. It's a Southern Gothic with Mickey Rourke back in the eighties, mm. and uh, I looked at it. It looked pretty good. I had never heard of it, so uh, I, I may put that on the queue for me to watch. I'll put it um, on my uh, Netflix queue right now. And uh, I like I like Mickey Rourke, especially uh, pre facelift. Uh, I think uh, he had some chops back then. I mean, then, so. that whole facelift thing with Rourke, wasn't it because he did boxing for so long? He got a lot of injuries to his face? Fuck, or was it just a, uh, was it just like a, he got obsessed with facial surgery and went too far? I don't know, man. I just kind of figured he like went Gene Simmons and just had some sort of midlife crisis or just mm. started going under the knife or some shit like that. But uh, Oh, and yeah, it also I, stars Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Interesting. So, uh, I thought for a second it was Thunderheart, which is the Val Kilmer movie from the eighties. Well, that could also but be very good. It was. I watched it. It's not bad. It's a. It's an interesting sort of. Um, I don't know. Drama. He's like a. He's like an FBI agent in the South Dakota Indian Reservation. Oh, no, those, those stereotypes, Thunderheart. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> All right, so uh, next week is uh, Get Carter, and uh, until then. Oh, my. That's full-on balling. <laughs>